don't have to say the new anymore. God, this is going to fuck me I up. I know, this is going to be weird. <laughs> Welcome, it's not even back. It's for the first time to Super Rankings. You can come for Superman. I don't... Well, we'll, we'll find one. I, yeah, we'll find... We'll... Uh, you know, there's, there's going to be one we're going to run into. Yeah, yeah. Just we'll... uh, not yet, that's not, all. Yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll figure out what we're staying for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was lots of good stuff to stay for. We just don't know the thing. The yeah. one, you know, the special, the special sauce. But we just started. Yeah, it's brand new. We're, we're in uh, open territory right now. Yeah, just 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 virgin cornfields as far as the eye can see. That's right. You <laughs> It's it's uh you'll have to bear with us folks. This is kind of like we're starting from scratch. It really is. It's it's we're we're going to need new goofs, new running gags. Yeah, it's exciting and scary at the same time. Yeah. We can't rely on our old bag of tricks. <laughs> we'll have to create a whole new bag. Papa's got a brand new bag. Yeah. Yeah, we're I, I think it's pretty pretty apropos that we're back to doing this in in person, you know, yeah. as of as of last week and Sub Zero. But I mean, now we're 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 off to the races again. Yeah, it's uh, this is kind of nice. Just had to drive on down to to Ben's uh, new new place here over in Tucson, and so uh, yeah, face to face. Yeah, and we're I'm, not wearing masks. No, we're 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 dirty boys. Yeah, I'm wearing a condom though, just in case. Oh yeah, just you yeah. you want that already in place. You don't want to have to stop. Yeah. Hold on, let me unwrap this little thing. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, it rolls the other way. Oh, oh. we we both went to college. We and, know what's up. And now it's limp. We're God playing it safe. It. Well, <laughs> just give me a minute. <laughs> Good thing my pullout game's strong. <laughs> Mine isn't. Two kids. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. We watched all three parts of The Last Son of Krypton today. That's right. We are in Superman, the animated series. Voted by you, our listeners at home. Thank you very much. I and and just in time, HBO Max got it remastered in high definition for the first time. I don't know if you, the listeners, knew this or not, but uh, it worked out pretty great for us. Yeah, we don't have to buy it on Blu-ray or DVD <laughs> or DVD. It's not even on Blu-ray yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it does get a Blu-ray release. I'm never. Stuff that I really like and care about, I still want to have that physical copy. I, I agree. I'm a I'm a collector, so yeah. And like the the thing is, I will buy the physical copy, and it will sit there in its shrink wrap while I watch the streamed version because it's easier. But yep. you know, just our our corporate overlords are always rejiggering rights deals, and things will go up and come down, and it'll go away. I like knowing that I like that I have this copy that they can't take away from me. Yeah, sometimes there's fun stuff in the the DVD. Yeah, yeah. But but we watched. I watched this on streaming. I did too. I did too. Uh, and uh, it looked great. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's four by three. It's, uh, you know, they didn't they didn't go crazy with it, but it, it looks very clean. And uh, as Ben pointed out, this is over, this is what, the 20th? 25th, I think. Jesus yeah. Christ. Because, yeah, this would have been... <laughs> This would have been 96, and it's 2021 now, so... We had just started high school. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but uh, we, we, we open up on this Arctic-looking landscape, but we, 
we see these flying vehicles. We see this guy in a, in this like hover. I don't even know what you'd call it because he's like it's just a platform and he's standing on it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we don't really know what he's doing. I guess testing or exploring or doing something. Yep. He goes down into this ice hole. And uh, as he's doing his experiment, uh, he gets attacked by some kind of uh, amoeba. Yeah, it looked like a Metroid. Yeah, Metroid <laughs> tentacle creature. Yep. And you got to start off with a with a fight scene, I sure. guess. Sure. <laughs> but this is Jor-El, father of Superman. Uh, he fights off the thing and lives to. Die another day? Yeah. <laughs> I think possibly the very next day. Yeah. He takes off and he goes back to whatever, like, headquarters uh, he's stationed at. And he's talking to his wife. Yep. Uh, Laura. And uh, they are being told they have to go back home to their home on Krypton. Home base, hometown, home city. Yep, it, it comes out. We get a little scene. We, we get the, the establishing shot. We see little baby Kal-El and his little... Apparently, they have dogs on Krypton. Yeah. Not alien dogs. Yeah. They don't have antenna. They're just dogs. Yeah, that's fine. So, I uh, hope you like Crypto the Super Dog because this is the last you're going to see of him for a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, there's a whole kind of talky-talk scene about there's earthquakes going on in Krypton. Uh weird stuff on the planet and uh Jor-El thinks it's something pretty bad coming on in the horizon but everybody else thinks it's okay yeah and and among those who think it's okay is uh, Jor-El's father-in-law Lara Lara's dad Sulvan who's apparently part of this council of Kryptonian elders with their very pointy shoulder pads yeah and you'll <laughs> recognize him he was one of the doctors in uh, the movie Twins <laughs> as soon as I heard his voice I was like oh yeah that guy him and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito had a scene together <laughs> it was a pretty fun movie you should check it out yeah yeah <laughs> one of Barney's better comedies yeah but anyway off topic <laughs> back, back to Superman oh there it is there it, it doesn't is. have that same it doesn't have no, that back no. to bat back to Batman yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... regardless, uh, this this council of Kryptonian elders has has been talked into. They're 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 climate change deniers. Like, let's get real. Yeah, but uh, they are they are under the sway of the planet's master computer, Brainiac. That's right. This it's got uh, three glowing dots, and uh, it it's like Siri. But big Siri. Dur, if global warming is a thing, why is it so cold in the morning in the winter here in Minnesota? Dur, dur. Yep. <laughs> and big Siri says everything's fine. These are just normal things. Yeah, the earthquakes will stop. Don't even worry about it. We're good. Everybody's good. You just, just be blissful and keep doing your stuff. Yep. <laughs> and Jarrell, his scientific data is uh, not what Brainiacs is. So he's like, no, nah, the computer's lying. Yeah, he's. He's uh, he doesn't quite doesn't quite accuse it of lying at first, but he's he's pulling an all nighter. He's getting into the data banks and Brainiac's doing the Hal Nine Thousand thing over his shoulder. What are you doing? Yeah, he says, "Well, I'm trying to figure out why we disagree because my data seems pretty conclusive." And Brainiac says, "It's human error, Kryptonian error. It's some kind of error that's not me. It's your fault." <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, over the course of this conversation. Uh, Jor-El gets, gets Brainiac to admit, like, yeah, no, you're totally right. But also, if I let everybody know that the planet's about to explode, it could cause a panic. 
folks might might expect me, Brainiac, master computer of this planet, to try to evacuate people or save them, and there's no time for that. We're talking hours, dude. Yeah. Uh, Brainiac there's, out. There's no evacuation plan. And Brainiac has taken all of Krypton's data and put it in his brain hole, yep. and he's going to put it in a satellite, and that'll be the last of the Kryptonian knowledge. And so Jor-El, hearing all of this, wants to race back home to see his family. He's built a spaceship for just such an emergency. Yep, he'd, he'd had this bright idea that they could throw everybody in, into the Phantom Zone. Which, from what I understand, is a nightmarish, horrific place. Yep, well, that's what the council says when he brings it up to them. <laughs> Apparently that's where they stick their criminals. Remember this for later. Yeah. Okay. I will set a reminder for later. This this episode is just chock full of stuff. That's <laughs> they are setting so much stuff up in this three parter for later. <laughs> but uh, we we won't have that in this episode. But uh, yeah, he races home. There's a cool flying car chase scene. Yeah, little speeder bikes. Yeah. This this whole first part is feels very Star Wars. See, I was thinking like. Uh, Blade Runner, Judge Dredd, yeah. like that kind of stuff. It's cool looking, and it kind of, you can see where the influence goes into Batman Beyond. So I'm glad we went Superman first. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I mean, obviously, because I was the one who pitched it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it also definitely gives you this coming straight from Batman as we are. This is letting you know, like, hey, this is going to be kind of different. This is way more sci-fi. Like, we're not going to... We're not going to try to make this the grounded, realistic, oh, you know, the aliens are kind of... No, we are starting off on an alien planet. Yeah. Deal with it. And, uh, yeah, it's fantastical. Fantastical. It, it is the testicle of a fan. <laughs> Grab your fantasticles. Couldn't have planned that better myself. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Welcome back, folks. Fantastical. Fantastical. Always get your fantasticals checked, especially when you get into middle age. <laughs> if you find any lumps in your fantastical, this may be evidence that Zack Snyder is in charge of your franchise. <laughs> Consult a doctor. <laughs> but uh, meanwhile, back to Superman. Uh, Jor-El makes it home. Uh, tucks in his little baby into the rocket ship. Yeah. Uh, he says to Lara, like, hey, I might be able to fit you in here. And she's like, nah, I'm going to die with you. Yep. Would that be fun? So. At first I was like, no, Lara, if he thinks he could, you know, your boy could maybe use a mother. But turns out Lara was right. There was no time. Yeah. Because the planet is actively exploding as this rocket ship takes off. They put some stuff in the ship while the baby's asleep. Rocket him out into space. Yeah, Planet blows up. Super green, by the way, like you said. They yeah. Here's what I found on Wikipedia. Kryptonite is a green, crystalline material originating from Superman's home world of Krypton. And uh, that kind of concludes the first episode. Uh, and our second episode picks up on Earth. Yeah, picks up pretty much right. This this is clearly, this is a pilot. This is a three-part, watch all three parts in order because it picks up right where we left off. The the rocket ship is heading into Earth's atmosphere, and we see Ma and Pa Kent, Jonathan and Martha Kent, uh, driving along in their pickup truck near Smallville, Kansas. And they see this rocket ship coming for a landing, and 
pause thinking, oh, this is this is the Russians, this is a Sputnik baby. Which is fun. We got that kind of 1950s fear, you know, fear of the Reds. Yep. <laughs> it's uh, that old Americana, like, oh, you know, space is still kind of unknown, that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, the rocket ship lands kind of in like this little river creek area. Yep. And, uh, you know, Martha and... Uh, Jonathan. Jonathan. Kent, yeah. They go find a little baby in there, and uh, immediately Martha's like, we're going to keep this. Yeah, this, this <laughs> is my baby now. This is mine now. Yeah, do you, look, look, you, do you see a collar on him? Do you see a tag with a phone number? Me neither. My baby. <laughs> so Jonathan. <laughs> this, is, is, this is the law of space. If you find a baby without a collar, that's your baby now. Jonathan <laughs> even says, like, uh, maybe we should consult NASA. Maybe it's their baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, he even says, like, it might be a Russian baby. We should probably call some... Nope, Martha wants to keep the baby. Yep. So... <laughs> this is this is one of many plot contrivances. It's it's part of Superman's origin story. It falls apart real hard if you think about it. Yeah. I think they kind of did some with it in Smallville that uh, Lex Luthor's dad was involved with, like, creating special documents. Ah, blah, blah, blah. It's jargon. You don't need it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy to just, like, yeah, okay, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but we, we got to get where we're getting. I'm fine with it. Yeah. And so that's the way it is, and uh, we grow up into our teen years. Yep. We, we get our sexy teen Clark Kent. He's uh, growing up. Uh, he's He's... Getting straight A's in high school, he's doing great. But he's, you know, he's he's like every teenager. Uh, there's something weird with his body. Yeah, <laughs> growing hair in strange places and starting to be able to see through walls yeah. and hear things far away. And his uh, his best friend slash love interest Lana Lang is is talking through it with him, and she's kind of teasing him. He's like, "No, this is serious. I'm kind of freaking out." I. I can see things through, and I can hear things really far away, and please, you've got to, you know, am I going crazy or what? Yeah, and I, I can hear things like that terrible traffic accident that's happening over there. Call an ambulance. I'm a go. That's right. A car is careening into, uh, like, a gas gas station area. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a big explosion. Do we get to take shots with explosions in Superman? I, 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 I think we still can. Okay. All right. Well, get ready, yeah. kids. Yeah, you you know what? You might have uh, may, maybe take it easy this time. Maybe take a sip because look, that planet blew up last oh, episode. Oh yeah, that's right. That was big explosion. That was, yeah, that was oof. That's <laughs> yeah. Finish your drink for that one. Pour yourself a new one and then get ready because we're we're gonna have even more. But uh, Clark Kent saves the day. Big explosion. His shirt and you know he's a little roughed up, but uh, no scars, no yeah, burns, no, no burns. nothing. He's fine. He saved the family in their camper and. He's we we cut to him talking it over with Ma and Pa Kent, and he just he's freaking out. He doesn't know what to make of it. And Pa Kent says, "Well, you know, Martha, maybe it's time." So you know how you don't look like us. <laughs> <laughs> well, he already knew he was adopted. <laughs> he does drop that. He says, "Yeah, just, I know I'm adopted, but this is this is a little above and beyond." You know, <laughs> let me show you your rocket ship. <laughs> this is where you came from. <laughs> and wow, he is just kind of like, oh my god, I had no idea all of this stuff. Touches some gizmos, and there's a hologram that happens. Yep, we we get his the last message recorded by Jarrell and Lara, just explaining just the tiniest little bit of, hey, by the way, you're you're an alien from Krypton, uh, Earth, yellow sun. You might start to develop some superpowers. It's a whole thing. 
Sorry about that. <laughs> Hope you're good. <laughs> Love ya. Yeah. <laughs> so. But a detail I noticed in this scene, though, which I really liked, in in other versions of Superman, uh, the the Jor-El hologram or whatever they're using will often be like a, a copy of his personality. This is what they did in Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Also the Christopher Reeves version with uh, Marlon Brando as Jor-El. Mm-hmm. He's somebody that Clark could have a conversation with. That is not the case here. They yeah. left him this message, but it is entirely scripted and non-interactive. And in fact, they don't even make eye contact with him. He's yeah. like standing off to the side and his his mother holds out her hand to thin air. I love that the feeling that it gives you of being so close to something, but not... At the end of the day, it's not real. He tries to take his mother's hand and it just passes right through it. It's a hologram. And uh, that's kind of what takes us to uh, Metropolis. Yeah, well, we, we do get a, a nice scene where... So as he's processing all of these revelations, he's freaking out. He runs across the cornfields at super speed and takes a flying leap. And then in the middle of this pain and sorrow and alienation, he's feeling like, oh shit, but I can fly though. <laughs> <laughs> and you were texting me as you as you were watching this about the music. Yes. The music's real good throughout I, this whole thing. I didn't remember the music being this good. I, I thought it was kind of just... Because let's face it, Batman the Animated Series, the music in that was so gorgeous oh, and, and thematic, and every villain had a, a universal theme, and it yeah. was just splendid. Superman, I I remembered kind of the theme song, but uh, this is gorgeous stuff. Uh, well done to the music people. Surely Walker did the theme song, but it was a different composer. Um, but kudos to them. Great stuff. Yeah, yeah. We didn't really talk about the uh, the opening, the title sequence, which is the Shirley Walker theme is fantastic. Like, if even in '96, if you'd told me like, hey, uh, uh, some other composer is going to have to come up with a Superman theme because we can't use the iconic Christopher Reeves John Williams score. I would have said, well, you're a fucking idiot because it's going to sound like garbage. <laughs> but this stack, this stacks up to John fucking Williams in yeah. my estimation. It's real good. They, um, oh, and a little fun fact, the, the opening to Superman is basically just clips of episodes. Yeah. They did plan on doing a, a Batman thing where it was just an, uh, a standard opening of Superman flying and saving the day. They couldn't make the deadline. Uh, so the only two things you see, really, is Superman exposing his ass at the end. Um, phrasing? And there's, like, a blue scene where you see a Superman flying over the Daily Planet. That's really the only thing that made the cut. Yeah, everything else is just, just clips from first season episodes. It's it's fine for what it is, but, I mean, it's, it's rough trying to stack up against that iconic Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Just the storytelling of that little 30-second sequence that tells you everything you need to know about Batman's deal. Kind of drives me nuts that they wanted to uh, rush that. But apparently they wanted this to coincide with a movie that never happened, Superman Lives. Ah. (laughs) uh, That they were, like, trying to meet this deadline that ultimately... Yeah. (laughs) Turns out it didn't matter, but... Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But we got a damn good cartoon out of it. We did. So, yeah, we... We, we cut over to Metropolis. It is the present day as of our storytelling. And it's uh, it's a, a news broadcast with this little girl who got saved by this 
blue angel, angel. with red wings. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the kid like fell, <laughs> fell out of a building. <laughs> yep. It's your typical like, you know, save a child. Something swoops in, saves the day. It's you're gonna get a lot of the Superman iconic stuff here. Yep. Which is you know it's fun. It's fun. Superman has always been about helping the people and uh, in these extraordinary circumstances. So this is the fun stuff. Yep, yep. But everybody's kind of puzzling over, you know, who's this? Who's this mysterious savior? What's going on? Except for Lois Lane. She's pissed. She just did a big story about gun smuggling down at the docks. And it got bumped off the front page for this fluffy nonsense. Perry White, what are you doing? This is horse shit. Yeah, I'm doing, I'm Lois Lane. I'm doing the real reporting up in here. And Perry White's like, well, you know, we're, we're bringing in another source, another reporter. And, uh... <laughs> yep, he's he's just he's gonna be tagging along with you. And she doesn't want to babysit. She does make a comment though. Is he cute? And uh, <laughs> you tell me, he's right behind you. There you go. <laughs> and there's this handsome devil named Clark Kent, who's the same size, same build, and would look like Superman if it wasn't for those damn glasses. Oh, don't there start that again. Lance Hunt wears glasses. Captain Amazing doesn't wear glasses. He takes them off when he transforms. That doesn't make any sense. He wouldn't be able to see. Yep, yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, so far there's been no no photographic evidence of Superman, just eyewitness descriptions. Later on, we will have Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and Perry White sitting in the Daily Planet office watching handheld camcorder footage of Superman that... This is not like a Loch Ness monster, like, oh, if you squint, you can... Like, no, he is right there. His face is sitting right next to Clark Kent's face. You, there are versions of the Superman story that do a better job of making this plausible. In this one, you, you just gotta be willing to just go, go with, with it. it. I mean, yep. it's always been silly. Oh, yeah, it it's, always It's has. a difference of glasses. That's it. But yeah, whatever. like slight difference in the hairstyle. <laughs> yeah. Like... Just have some fun with it. <laughs> the Christopher Reeves version did a decent job just because he's, he's such a fantastic actor. He His body language, his yeah. mannerisms, everything was so different. In in this version, Clark is not... He's not like the nerdy, nebbishy, like slump-shouldered. He's... Yeah, he's he's confident. He's... There's not really there's not really a Kevin Conroy like this is the Batman voice and this is the Bruce yeah. voice. He's pretty much the same guy whether he's in the Clark suit or the Superman suit. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but yeah. I mean it is what it is. Yeah. And uh, oh, we forgot to mention Tim Daly is the voice of Superman and he's great. Oh yeah, he's fantastic. He's uh, it's it's going to be weird because they recast him in Justice League. It's going to be weird when we get to that. I don't remember that, but, well, yeah. To yeah. me, it's kind of like Kevin Conroy's the voice of Batman. Yeah. They'll have different voice actors for Batman, but it's not Kevin Conroy. Yep. But, yep. So, Superman and, well, Clark Kent and Lois teaming up for, for their reporting on this new LexCorp weapon that's happening. Uh, it's It's... It's basically Ed 209. <laughs> yes, it even makes the sound effect when it walks. But anyway, they're checking out this suit, and of course, troubles of ruin. Oh, Lex Luthor. Yep, Clancy Brown. Wonderful. And can't 
can't think of anybody else who would be better than Lex, this guy. You won't stop me, Hackman! Oh, so amazing. I love his character design, too. They they based it off of uh, Telly Savalas. Yeah. One of those classic old-time old actors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, he's bald, like Lex Luthor should be, Jesse Eisenberg. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, hey, check out this new suit. Oh, no. Hired goons are trying to steal the suit. Yep. On rocket packs or rocket. Yep. And, and again, right away, we're we're let in, like, this is going to be a little higher tech than we're used to from Batman. This is not fedora, you know, three-piece suit, Tommy gun-wielding mooks. These guys are on... Like rocket bikes, not not that much different from what uh, what we saw with uh, Roxy Rocket yeah, and Batman yeah. Ultimate Thrill. Yeah, but of course that came after this one. So, but uh, yeah, two of them on these rocket bikes, and then the main Mook in a plane. Yeah, they uh, zoom in. They're trying to st- well, they do. They steal the prototype, and Clark has to get away and. You know, do his quickie changey routine. He saves Lois, who's about to get crushed by falling debris. It's a whole thing. But if you notice Lex in this scene, he he doesn't seem like surprised or scared or angry that that these guys are showing up. He's, he seems like, oh, is this what happens? No, uh, okay, yeah, that's no. I'll just go over here. We're we're good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And at one point, an airplane gets smashed into. Yeah, so yeah, we get a whole sky chase scene. Superman's flying after the bad guys. They're shooting missiles at him, and he... So he he tanks the bullet fire, just like seemingly with no problem. They're hitting him with bullets. They're ricocheting off. But the, the head bad guy, who we, we will later meet as John Corbin... Here's what I found on Wikipedia. John Corbin first appeared in the Superman comic strip storyline The Menace of Metallo, which ran from December 15, 1958 to April 4, 1959. Yes. He fires a heat-seeking missile, and Superman apparently think that's, thinks that's enough of a threat. He should dodge it rather than just tank the hit. And, of course, it misses him and smashes into the wing of a passing commercial passenger jetliner. And Superman got to save the day. This is before the Brandon Ruth... What, Ruth... Superman, yeah. but it reminded me of that scene. Had to save an airplane, uh, yeah. which he does because he's Superman. He's, yeah, I, I do like how how he does it too because it takes him a couple of tries. At first, he tries to grab the tail and like pull pull it out of its out of its nosedive, mm-hmm. but of course, all that happens is he just rips part of the tail off. Like, oh, oops. Yeah, <laughs> and then he he manages to fly around to the nose and kind of guide it into a controlled crash. So I I like this this image that we're getting of what exactly Superman's power level is. He's not uh, he's obviously very strong. We've seen by this point X-ray vision. We've seen heat vision. Uh, he's he's got all these powers, but he's not infallible. Yeah. And the laws of physics still more or less apply. And he's still a rookie. He's figuring it out. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, save the day. Uh, I think that pretty much concludes episode two. I think so, and yeah, we we cut to, we cut to part three, but yeah, Lois and and Clark insert insert theme song from the '90s live action sitcom here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Lois and Clark are, are kind of doing some digging. They're interviewing Lex about the theft, and Clark's pointing out, you know, because Lex now is putting on a big show of, oh, the, the Superman's not that great. The thieves still got away with my billion-dollar prototype. And Clark says, yeah, except that now that terrorists have this powerful weapon, I bet the military's going to be even more interested in your weapons technology. So this is going to turn out real great. Isn't that nice for you, Lex? And Lex is like, ah, are you accusing me of something? Oh, no, no, not, not <laughs> yeah, that. I, I would never accuse you of anything without evidence that I'm going to go get. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> and so they leave, and uh, this sparks, you know, Lois is a, a slight little bit of appreciation for Clark. She's like, wow, I've never seen anybody take on Lex before. Okay, okay, Smallville. Yeah, no, nobody's ever gotten uh, under Lex's skin like that except me when I dumped him because we used to date. Yeah. Remember this because it... No, this will never become relevant again. Here's what I found on Wikipedia. Nobody gives a shit who you used to fuck. You don't Lois. care. It you know, isn't it? <laughs> it's a throwaway line. <laughs> but So they're, they're doing some detective work. They're doing some digging and they're uh, coming up with some old pictures of Lex hobnobbing with the Regent of Kaznia. Not a real place. No. <laughs> <laughs> Generic Eastern European or possibly Middle Eastern bad guy terrorist. One of those places. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Full of Germans and or brown people. We're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, essentially uh, this was all part of Lex's plan. Uh, it they wanted it to be stolen. Yes, he wanted it to be stolen so that he could make another suit. Yeah, but also he was. Uh, we we will later find out he was getting paid because he could not openly sell weapons to this country. Uh, all of those pictures of him hobnobbing were from years ago. Since then, relations have been broken down, and it would be treason to sell it. But you know, maybe they just maybe you know the regent just gives his old friend Lex a nice present. Just a just a, a gift, yeah. And maybe Lex just kind of doesn't have his security very tight when their thieves show up. <laughs> uh, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, I guess for this third act, it's kind of just this is the part where we start to smash things. Yeah, we. So there's there's another little another little segment where Lois. Uh, uh, through her her smuggling contacts from her previous story, oh. she meets up. Is it Bibio? Bibbo. Bibbo. Bibbo the Sailor. That's right. Voiced <laughs> by Brad Garrett. Yep. Uh, who did, uh, he's going to do Lobo. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, they apparently have worked together before. Yep. And, and he's able to turn her on to this, this ship at the dock, this really mysterious ship. It's flying the Kaznian flag, which is already weird. Didn't we cut off diplomatic relations with them? <laughs> uh, so Lois decides to uh, utilize to utilize her very sneaky reporter tactic of walking straight up to the ship and demanding an interview. And the guy's like, "Well, sure." And then, literally, as he says, "Sure," there's a door that's closing with hired goons in the metal suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. These are super nuts. So first of all, they they claim, and this is where we formally meet John Corbin, special attache to the regent of Kaznia. Uh, so all the other mooks are speaking in German accents, but he's got a very British accent for some reason. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. Malcolm uh, Malcolm McDowell. McDowell. He's yeah. back, everybody. Yep. Uh, and uh, yeah, so the jig's up. Yep. Gotta kill a reporter. Yep. <laughs> Fortunately, 
Lois, always thinking ahead, gave uh, gave Bibbo uh, some change, which uh, in the before times, in the long, long ago, one might use for a phone call. Yep. Bibbo instead elected to spend it on Soder. Yep. <laughs> so this is our... Your Soder episode. Yep. <laughs> Where it starts. Yep. It's, so the, the, the animation, the machine still says cola, but my understanding is this was just a, an ad lib on the part of the voice actor in his silly sailor voice says yeah and in the future keep an eye out for like billboards it'll be spelled s-o-d-e-r soder <laughs> brand cola i love it yep <laughs> and uh well uh clark is being showed photographs from jimmy uh, Jim, jimmy that's right jimmy our little plucky pho- photographer for the planet yep and uh, clark notices that flag from Cessna. What's it called again? Kaznia. Kaznia. Which apparently no one else noticed because it's really small, but he could see it with his super eyes. And yeah, you know that enhanced thing? He can kind of do that like inside his own eyeballs. Yeah. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And connects the dots, knows where to go. <laughs> yeah. So he goes off to, to save Lois. And yeah, the, th- the third act of this third episode is a big rock'em sock'em robot fight. Uh, yeah, it's Superman versus the big prototype robot. Yep. That's basically from RoboCop. Yeah, <laughs> piloted by John Corbin. They're they're duking it out. Uh, we at one point Superman lands on the robot, and John Corbin hits a button, and and the the hull of this robot gets electrified, and Superman gets zapped off. And yeah, pay attention to this too, because this is going to come up a lot, as I recall. Lots of missiles, lots of guns. Uh, Explosions take lots of shots. Yep, enjoy it. Um, but at the end of the day, good triumphs, and Superman is able to pull Corbin out of the suit, and he says to him, "You want to go without the suit? You want to go one on one without it?" <laughs> Corbin's not into it, <laughs> so, so he's presumably off to jail, or maybe to wherever people with diplomatic diplomatic immunity go. Just like the bad guy from Lethal Weapon Two, I've got diplomatic immunity, so Hammy, you can't sue. Um, and uh, so yeah he's going to jail or whatever yep and uh, Lex Luthor is talking to the guy in charge of the country saying like look the the plan went perfect you had the suit we gave you the suit it's not my fault that Superman showed up and they're like nope we don't have the suit so we're not giving you a billion dollars Yep, and their their little argument is interrupted when the the Kaznian ambassador or whoever he is says, mm, "Looks like you got other problems right now. We'll talk about this later." And he pieces out. Uh, what? Turns around and there's Superman right outside the window. Yep, just floating there, arms folded, just giving giving Lex the old stare down. And Lex says, "I don't know what you thought you heard, but you got no proof." And Superman doesn't say nothing, gives him the, the quiet treatment. And finally, Lex Luthor throws a model of the suit at him. It's like, why won't you talk? And Superman says, I'm going to keep my eye on you. Oh, yeah. Lex Luthor says that he owns Metropolis. Yep. Employs two thirds of the population. Which His technology might. built it. Yeah. He might. Very well could. He's, but... he's the crime boss of the, the city. Yep. But, uh,. Under under a, a veneer of respectability, this is kind of this is going to be our dynamic: is Superman foiling Lex, but never quite being able to to pin anything on him and bring him down. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, that kind of concludes it. Yep, but we do get it's not actually post credits, but this is very much like a Marvel style post credit sequence. We get one last scene 
where these purple nutsack looking aliens oh, yeah. find this satellite out in space and they're <laughs> babbling to each other in their alien language. They bring it aboard and it straight murders them with robot tentacles. It's Brainiac! Guess, Guess who's, who's back? Back, 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 back again. again. Brainiac. Back, back, back. Tell, Tell your friend. Brainiac takes over the ship. Yeah, I'm guessing it's their blood and guts because you see this purple goo thrown. Yeah. So Brainiac murders these alien creatures, hijacks his brain into the computer, and makes the spaceship himself. Yep, so keep an eye out for Brainiac. But in the meantime, yeah, that is parts one, two, and three of Last Son of Krypton. Woo! Let's boot up the old science machine and... Hey, it's number one on the list, Kenny! What do you know? Weird! <laughs> but I gotta say, that's a hell of an introduction. This is great. Yeah, this this is this is a fantastic origin story. And I'm, I'm trying to think, because it's, it's just so different from what we got with Batman, where we were just tossed in media res. You can pick things up, you know, through flashbacks. You can piece things together, but... They, because, you know, Batman, the Michael Keaton movie, and then Batman Returns had just come out. Everybody knew who Batman was. There was never really any need to give an origin story. Yeah, that's true. The last we heard of Superman was Superman 4, the the quest for peace. Yeah. Which was way early 80s. So this cartoon came out in 96. Yeah, it makes sense to do an origin story. Yeah, I, th- I think it's also more needed with Superman because his origin story is more elaborate. You can you can tell Batman's origin story in a sentence. Parents killed, real sad, trains a lot, fights crime. Yeah. Here's what I found by counting. That was four sentences. Uh... But Superman, there's there's a little more to it. You know, he's he's an immigrant. He's adopted. He's the last son of a dying planet. He's issues with identity um yeah becoming a hero and yeah he has a whole little we didn't didn't really talk about he has a whole little uh heart to heart with ma and pa kent about like i don't know people are people are asking questions he has a whole interview scene with lois lane we didn't really talk about he scoops her car up off the highway and flies her off somewhere and tells her the the short version of what he knows about his origins so that people won't freak out just says like yeah i got superpowers i'm an alien i guess but i was raised human and i just want to help people you know i also think this was being this was not a syndicated show this was being put purposely on kind of a brand new thing which was the kids wb yeah i think they wanted their their donut money from advertising and toys so they wanted to do it right the best way to do it is just do one big origin story which they did Yep, and I think uh, I think it does a, a great job of introducing the world, introducing some characters. I like the the Lois Lane and Clark Kent banter right from the beginning. Oh, I mean, yeah, Dana Delaney does the voice of Lois Lane. She's yes. perfect. Yeah, she's great. I, as I understand it, the writers very much wanted to wanted to get away from that perpetual damsel in distress, no character other than needing to be saved. Mm-hmm. I think there's a danger of overcorrecting when you do that. But I think they did a real good job with her. Like, yeah, she needs to be saved once or twice. Also, at one point, she hucks a big uh, cargo hook on the on the boat uh, at yeah, one of the right. mooks who was just uh, drawing aim at Superman with a rocket launcher. So she's like, 
yeah, okay, she doesn't have powers. She might get kidnapped sometimes, but she's not helpless. She's going to pull her weight. She plays it very realistically, and, and I appreciated that about her. It didn't feel like Dana Delaney was reading lines. It felt like she was Lois Lane. I feel that way with a lot of them. Tim Daly is Superman. Yep. Clancy Brown is Lex Luthor. Uh, they all just kind of fit these roles perfectly casted. Andrea Romano, back at it. Yep. Uh, she's, she stays with the Warner Brothers for lots of stuff. So, uh, But yeah, I, I think it holds up. I think it's great. And I'm very glad that we're stepping into this uh, Superman world. Yep. Well, all right. Let's see what we got uh, coming up next week. I know what it is, too, but I had to find the title, Fun and Games. Yeah, I was just going to call it Toy Man episode. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm remembering more as I was just, like, scrolling through the first little bit in, through HBO Max. I'm finding I remember more of this than I thought I did. And, yeah, Fun and Games sticks out in my head because that one's creepy as fuck. I just remember, I mean, kind of like the Toy Man from uh, our Batman the Grey Ghost episode. Yep. I don't think they're correlated, but no. I do remember this being a creepy character design. And this is going to be a fun one. Yeah, yeah. Fun in games. <laughs> yeah, if, uh, if you remember Toy Man from uh, from the Super uh, Super Friends, this is a very different Toy Man. <laughs> I don't remember that, but uh, yeah, this is going to be great. So stick around with us. Yeah. And in the meantime, Kenny, where can folks find you on the internet? You can find me at Yski TV on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And you can always find me at at HBI2K on Twitter or twitch.tv slash Ben Creighton. And you can find us where we've always been, anchor.fm slash bat rankings. We sort of changed the name, but we sort of didn't. We don't want to make everybody update their, their RSS feeds and whatnot. We're still right here. We'll always be right here. It's all fine. And I just remembered I had something else that I wanted to try today. And we can cut this out if we disagree. So we've talked about attention (laughs) (laughs) we've talked about finding something to fill in that hammerman slot yes i and we got a bunch of suggestions but the one that stuck out to me was mummies alive i i texted you yeah so uh long story short if you haven't joined us we did an experiment where we watched a hammerman cartoon uh mc hammer the musician had a short-lived cartoon series it was it was something else. <laughs> kind of broke our brains. It was terrible, but terrible in, a, in, a, in an interesting way. Yes, in a compelling way. Only one episode, though. Yes, we tried it with a second, and it just yeah. killed us. Nope, can't do it. Took us a while to recover from that one. <laughs> I'm down with Mummies Alive. Okay, I like it. So I've, I've got an idea for how we should decide when to do it, too. Okay. Let's see if I can. So here's my idea. It's kind of like introducing a random element to it. I have in front of me two standard six-sided dice. Yes, I see that. The next episode will be episode two. If you roll a two or lower, then the next episode is Mummies Alive. Oh, okay. okay. And then every time we do it, so when we roll for episode three, it'll be three or lower. So no later than episode 12 of this podcast. But we won't know exactly when. Okay. And we'll roll at the end of each episode for the next episode to see if it's going to be our mummies alive. Okay. How does that sound? It sounds like you're back at your <laughs> board game stuff. <laughs> Let's do this thing. All right. Let me find something. Oh, yes. Kenny, would you care to do the honors? You want me to? Roll them. Okay. All right. You want to blow? Oh, God, that's hot. Okay. 
Okay, no mummies alive next time. That was a seven. Yep. But, uh, yeah, end of every episode of Super Rankings, we'll roll them bones and we'll see, is it going to be mummies alive yet? <laughs> it would have been it would have been pretty good if it had turned out to be mummies alive at the very second episode. Right. Well, I'm I'm, I'm just as happy to do fun and games. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we will see you next week for fun and games. All right. Here we go. Thank you for tuning in to Superman. Bye, everybody. Bye.